start jumping to um, the word of the Lord very quickly. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua 6. And um, we're going to be dealing all in uh, January with this theme of, of unusual victories. Amen. Can you shout un unusual victories? Unusual <laughs> Excuse me. Victories. Say it again. Unusual victories. Unusual we're going to examine in the word of God every time that God brought his people into a victory, but he did it by unusual means. And we're going to see what that looks like because a lot of us that are claiming that we have victory really don't have victory yet. And, and, and the reason is because what we haven't walked into yet is the thing we're afraid of. And the truth of the matter is that everything, most of the stuff that you're afraid of, really your victory is behind what you're afraid of. I'm going to say that again. Your victory is behind what the enemy's trying to use as a smokescreen of fear to keep you from going into. But if you can have faith the size of a mustard seed, you're going you're gonna to see that 2020 is going to be the year, if you'll take a step into it, that God's going to allow you to see victory. All right, Joshua 6 and verse number 1. When you get there, declare it by saying, I'm in the word. Joshua 6 and 1, and the word of the Lord reads, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, see, keyword, see, I have given. This is past tense, he's saying. I have, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city. All ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do for six days. I want to talk tonight from this subject, walls must fall. Can you just declare it? Walls must fall. We're going to see tonight how God gives uh, Joshua an unusual victory in Israel, an unusual victory because a lot of us don't realize it, but tonight we're, we're, we're going to see walls fall as we move into a new year. Amen. Definition for victory is the defeat of an enemy in battle. The defeat of an enemy in battle. The defeat of an enemy in battle. It is the advantage or superiority gained over spiritual enemies. The defeat of an enemy in battle, and it is the advantage that God gives you, or the superiority that is gained over spiritual enemies. The Bible declares is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. And so a lot of the victories that we want to see is the victories that come from natural enemies. If someone has done something to hurt you or do something to you, if they go under, we call that a victory. If something happens to them, we call that a victory. Because what we really want is the upper hand. And if they go under, then I got to be on top. God doesn't call that a victory. The Bible says that he doesn't want anyone to perish. Y'all real quiet. Watch this. If there, is, if there is a person that is coming up against you or an enemy, that, or someone you call an enemy, you are not really dealing with them. You are dealing with the spirit that is within them that recognizes the spirit that's within you. This is what the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. 
most of the stuff that we call spiritual warfare is nothing more than just arguments. Stuff that we could fix if we sat down and talked. Y'all quiet. Stuff that we could really deal with if we would get rid of our pride. Because half the people who, who you say hate you don't even know you. How, okay, honestly, how much, how much does your enemy really know about you? What do they really know about you? Like really intimate details about your life. Probably none. But there's something that is causing there to be a division between you and them. This is, when you, this is when you start realizing this is not a flesh and blood battle. But this is something that is spiritual and I can't deal with the flesh and blood battle through natural, a spiritual battle through natural means. All right? So, so victory depends on, not always on, on superior skill. Victory is often gained, watch this, by the fault or mistake of the enemy. So, so um, if you see two, now I'm not, I'm not a football guy, but who's left? <laughs> Who, he said, you a boy. Who's left? I don't know who, who's left in this, in this thing here. Who's, who's left? Any, the Eagles are left. Who else? The Saints? Somebody said the Saints? Now, let, now, now let, hold on. Let me, let me interject here. Because y'all be the main ones on your timelines <laughs> arguing with each other. Then when I say who's left, y'all be like, oh, the blood of Jesus. Like, y'all know what I'm talking about. Who's left in the, fo- in, in, in this, in the football? The Eagles? Who else? New England, Baltimore. Who else? Titans, Vikings. Green Bay 49ers. Now watch. <laughs> watch. When you see two, two teams playing against each other, and I'm going to say this, no, they, they really have a church in there. They, they have wrestling matches in the children's church. They're throwing each other against the walls. And it sounds like my two sons. Pray for those twins. They, they were fighting all day. I don't know what's come upon them. Something, something, something's happened. Something's come upon them. I'm just rebuking it every hour. But um, two teams going up against each other, the winning, the winning team does not have to be superior. The winning team just has to realize, watch this, when the opposing team makes a mistake. And, and they capitalize off of the mistake of the opposing team. Now watch. If you, uh, uh, okay, we'll, we'll talk my language, basketball. You know, <laughs> she's okay. All right, stay there. You don't have to hit every shot. But what you do have to do is stop the other team from being able to shoot. Or frustrate them enough off of their game so when they do shoot, nothing hits. Kobe was, was great at this. He was one of the best, him and Jordan, the best trash talkers in the game. Because the, the, the reason for trash talking is to get into the mind. To get them to think about something else other than what they're into. And so for a lot of us, the enemy this year hasn't done much but just got into our minds. It is not that you don't have the skill. 
It is not that you're not anointed. The issue is not that, that God's presence isn't on you. The issue is you listen to the trash talk of the enemy. So victory is, does not depend on superior skill. I'm going to say it again. Victory is dependent and gained by the faults and mistakes of the enemy. The enemy hit you with so many things this year, but he messed up in one way. Ask me how he mess up. He hit you with everything, but he let you live. He messed up. He messed up because guess what? 2020, I'm not coming for him. I'm not coming after him. 2020 is going to be the year that I complete assignments. Y'all quiet. 2020 is going to be the year that I complete watches everything that he distracted me in in 2019. Somebody say, I'm going to complete some stuff. Somewhere, the enemy has to miss something, a cue, a direction, and it will favor those who were attentive and sharp enough to catch the mistake. The Bible says it like this, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the, the devil, goes about like a wrong line, seeking whom he may devour. He can't do it unless you allow him to. So watch this. Whenever it's time for us to experience a victory, somebody shout a victory. The enemy will try to have something, someone, some situation stand between you and the victory. He will always try to have something hit you at the most... Uh, craziest time when you're about to step into what God promised you you're about to see manifestation you've overcome all the stuff and the weights and the sins that were easily besetting you now you say I don't have nothing else left but right as you're about to step into victory it seems like that's when the enemy tries to distract you because he realizes if I get one foot in Lord help me somebody shout all I need to get is a foot in this if you get one foot into what God said, it's over for the devil. It's over for his camp. And let me tell you, some of you, you lived and God said, now move your foot. Y'all can sleep on me if you want to, but I'm a priest through this. Some of you got to realize that right now the enemy is afraid, not of you crossing over into 2020, but he's afraid of you moving your foot into assignment. He's afraid of you moving your foot. I'm, okay, let me, let me. Down, boy, down, boy, down. He's afraid. <clears throat> I, I feel a hoop coming on me too soon. I, I feel like they're screaming and running through all these chairs here. Because I know what God showed me. And God said, tell the people tonight that your feet that have been cemented for years. God said, I broke the cement. Some of you are going to realize what victory really looks like in 2020. Not because you don't get a big check. Not because, no, all that stuff is, it has to come. But God said, when you move your feet into purpose, when you move out of the excuses, when you stop saying what you can't do, when you stop saying what people have done to you, God said, I'm healing you because you won't be able to say, I can't do because of that. I couldn't do because of my mama. I couldn't do because this. He said, no, no. I'm gonna, I want you to leave all of that in 2019. I'm going to heal your heart. I'm going to heal your mind so that you have no excuse. Nothing the enemy can fight you with. Nothing the enemy can pull you back with. Somebody shout God cut the string. Alright, alright. Give, give me 10 more minutes. 
for Joshua and the Israelites, the way that they're going to experience victory is they have to deal with the walls of Jericho. This is a prosperous and fortified city, but it was also the gateway to their promise. The gateway to what God told them was theirs. They had to go through Jericho to get there. Now think about this. After wandering for 40 years because of sin, the Israelites were finally at the place. They're on the doorstep of the plentiful land God promised them. It's going to be a new beginning for them, a place for them to call their own at last. But first they have to deal with the walls. First they have to deal with somebody that have to deal with the walls. To defeat a kingdom that was surrounded by two sets of massive walls with securely barred gates must have seemed like an impossible task when they looked at it. How many of you have seen God has given you a glimpse of where you're going? One of the hardest things to do is to see where God's showing you you're going. You see that. The promised land back there, but in front of that, there's a whole bunch of stones. A whole bunch of barricades. I can look over that and see the promise. That's what God said is mine. And this is where people stop. They look at how difficult it's going to be not to do what God told them to do, but to get through the walls. And most people give up because we gauge how thick the walls are rather than waiting on God to give us a plan. Joshua and the Israelites probably felt like ants standing in front of, of a wall that was bigger than all of them standing on each other's shoulders. Looking up at that wall and, say, and hearing God say, what I have for you is behind this. This is my question. Why is it that God gives us the best stuff behind the biggest walls? Maybe it's just me. But have you ever realized that, that the stuff that's going to stick to your life, the anointing that, that, he, that he told you is, is on your life, it really can't be activated until you get through the wall? And the struggle is not, the struggle is not sin. Oh, God. The struggle is not sin. The struggle is self. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to just... The struggle ain't sin. The reason why you fall into sin is because of self. The struggle is me. The struggle is over. You did, Lord Jesus. You really can't get past the struggle until you learn how to defeat yourself. Oh, God. That means your mind has to be transformed. That means you, you have to, you're going to have to go into 2020, watch this, and see the same things you saw in 2019 and learn how to overcome it, although it looks impossible. Am I, am I at least talking to at least 10 of us in the room? One of the biggest things you have to, because I don't care how much I preach and prophesy and lay hands on you, fall out, get back up, fall out again. I don't care how much we do that. You're going to leave out of here drunk in the Holy Ghost when the drunkenness wears off. You're going to be looking at your bills. Y'all quiet. You, you're going to be looking at relational problems. 
inner stuff that you need inner healing in. Come on, all the stuff. It's the, the same stuff is going to be there. You just have to change long enough so he can transform you. All right, okay. Lord, Lord. So, so watch this. Let me give you a few tips, and then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close. I'm going to holler for two minutes, I promise, and that's it, and then we'll close. If you're going to see walls fall, or you're going to experience unusual victories this year, number one, focus on the greatness of God rather than the size of your problem. If you're going to see walls fall, you're going to see the greatness of God this year, you're going to see uh, unusual victories, focus on the greatness of God rather than on the size of your problem. If you concentrate on how big the problems in your life are rather than the greatness of God that's in you, you're going to, watch this, the problem is going to always overwhelm you. And we, we won't be two weeks in January before you're going to feel like you need another vacation. You're going to feel burnt out, although you're only two weeks in. You want to know why people burn out? They burn out because they don't learn, the, the, they don't learn how to tap into the greatness of God and keep their eye on his greatness. What we do is we keep our eyes on the size of our problem and we try to apply God's goodness to it. If you concentrate on the burden and the trial and the battle you're facing, your problem is going to overwhelm you, but if you focus on the greatness of God, the problem is going to immediately start to shrink. This is how I deal with my stuff. I'll tell y'all how I deal with my stuff. Uh, when, when, that, when that stuff that looks like it's too big for me, there are times when I, by nature, focus on the problem. I look at the bills. Then I say, then I say Brother Billy, I'm going to pray about this. But I really don't pray about it. I really worry God about it. Okay, maybe it's just me. How, did I, how do I owe $5,745? What was I spending on? Then I started looking through it. Oh, yeah, I did spend that. Oh, yeah, I did spend that. Oh, Jesus, I did do that. Oh, we was on vacation when I did. I tried to justify it to the wife. We was on vacation. Remember I, bought, I, remember I got them, 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 the scuba stuff? And she goes, and you ain't never going to use it again. Yeah, but you know, but it was for the vacation. I'm going to resell it on offer up, though. And, I, and, 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 and this, this is what we do. We take on the burden of what we look at. So I don't even know I watch this. I don't even have to look at the paper no more to know I owe $5,745 because I start feeling the weight of $5,745. And so watch this. When God tells me to give, I say, God, I would, but I, I owe $5,745. I start to become the weight. I become the weight. So everywhere I go, I am out of place because the mark that should be on me, it should be the mark of the anointing. But I'm wearing the mark of my problem. When you wear the mark of your problems, you can't flow in the, in the unusual anointing that God has set forth for your life to flow in. It's hard for you to flow. Any of my 1980s babies, you remember showing up, I was talking about this, you know, uh, uh, he's like, who the master? Showing up. But eventually he lost the power and when he went to try to 
he started looking and he goes who the master he goes I am no higher and now, here, now here, here's the issue the issue is this the enemy will have you walking around with false burdens thinking you still have the power now let me help you just because you have a glow don't mean you got the power and there's a lot of glowing Christians but they are powerless because he said these signs y'all don't help me tonight shall follow them watch this that believe here goes the issue you, you have a glow because you're in God but you ain't got no power because you don't believe most people believe now watch this so if you're not believing that he is and he's a reward of those that diligently seek him what do you believe you believe that your issue whatever you have spent time meditating on has more power than the God that you serve so think about it like this if I don't pay this my credit's gonna get messed up but now watch this <laughs> only at the image church now think about this this is what we do I'm going to show y'all how the enemy, messes with our mind. the enemy messes with our minds. If I don't pay this bill, $5,745, if I don't pay this, it's going to go to the collection, going to mess up my credit. It worries us to the point where we can't sleep. Now watch. While you already can't sleep, the Holy Ghost is trying to wake you to spend time with him because he's trying to empower you because he's trying to shift your believing from it's going to mess up my credit to God can do anything but fail. And this is why the church can't exhibit power. We're talking about, oh, back in the days. No, God has said, I'm doing a new thing. The issue is the new thing can't even mirror the old thing because we have a generation of people who are concerned about stuff that's not kingdom. I'll leave you alone. Somebody shout, I got to change my focus. If you're going to see walls fall, you're going to see unusual victory. Let me give you number two because my time is running fast. God is going to have to give you an unusual plan. Say that, God, give me an unusual plan. Isn't it something how when our backs up against the wall, a whole lot of ideas jump in our mind? I'm going to get a second job. I'm going to punch you in your mouth. I'm going to slap you. Some of you don't even think, just go out to cussing them out. Now, now here's, the, here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. You didn't ask God what he wants to do. How do you want to handle this? I'm going to help you with this. My children, I have seven children. Whenever they're in a bind... And, and something hits their life that they can't handle, they don't try to act like they, they know what to do. Good example. Uh, they spill something on the floor. I just got finished getting the rug shampooed. Then they spill something on the floor. Somebody spills Kool-Aid. The devil's juice. All, all, only after you've done the carpets, but before that, I love it. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, now watch this. They've learned 
in the past when they've tried to clean stuff up because they don't do research. The first thing they do is get a, get a rag and try to smudge it in. That's messed up carpets in the past. So I made it a rule. If anything falls, come get me. You don't know what you're doing. And I, now, if you want to learn this, I'll show it to you. Most of them don't want to learn. They just, they just want to spot up. Okay, for another day. But uh, so, so this, this is the thing. They learn. They don't walk around the house and cover the spot up with a rag. Say, he won't see that. I'm too meticulous. I'm a clean freak. When I walk in the house, I'm like, why does my house look like this? Look, look, look at my wife. Look at her face. She can't even hide it tonight. She's looking like the blood. Yes, he does. Like, we, when we clean up, I, I just tell everybody, everybody stay in your rooms. Don't come out the room. Just come out and say hi. Come down to eat. Go back to your room. The house is finally clean. There's a lot of space here. There's a lot of rooms here. There's a lot of y'all here. Take your shoes off. Don't Try not to breathe. <laughs> try not to breathe. Just walk. <laughs> yeah, though I walk through the corrupt house. <laughs> I feel no evil, but just walk through here. Don't breathe. Go to the bathroom. Breathe in the bathroom. <laughs> breathe out in the front yard. When you walk through these hallways, hold your breath. <gasps> you know, let me see. Okay, y'all get what I'm saying. They don't try to hide the fact that there's a spot. Because this is what they've learned. If I hide it, it gets worse. What, what we do is this. God, you know my heart. You know all things, Lord. I'm coming to you in prayer. If there's anything that I've done that is against your word and contrary to you, deal with it. And you're praying these general prayers without asking God to give you a supernatural plan. If you're gonna if you're gonna see walls fall and you're gonna and you're gonna really see God do something great for you, you somebody say, I need an unusual plan. Because you got here by unusual means. Oh, y'all don't want to say amen. You got here by unusual means. So it's gonna take an unusual kind of anointing to get you out of this. Anybody ever had like a a, 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 a rope us up and you trying to get knots out of it we, 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 we have a dog donut little pit bull and, and, and somebody I, I'm, I'm asking God I'm almost there because I feel the Holy Ghost kicking in on it I'm asking God which one of these kids keeps tying knots in the dog leash because this same culprit ties knots in my iPhone head earbud things and there's knots in the earbud thing the same kind of knot same kind of not. Any of my kids in here tonight? Okay, no, they're in here. Okay, they, okay, the day's just back there. Okay, see, she's gonna know the plan. Don't say nothing. See, so this, this, this is how we're gonna, this is how we're gonna deal. This, this is how we're gonna deal with this. This is how we're gonna catch the culprit. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Brother Billy my headphones. I'm gonna take all of that, their, what, what do you call them things? Earpods. And I'm gonna take one of them at a time. Like, well, you lost your earpods? Oh, use my wired headphones. Now watch this. If there's a pattern, they're not going to stop the pattern because they've done this before. It's in them to do. (laughs) 
them to do. So if they get nervous, they might stop. Oh, God. Somebody going to mess up. And I'm going to find the culprit because, watch this. This is more spiritual than what y'all think. Because Jesus said, what's in a man can come. The only thing coming out of you is what you put in there. The enemy does not have to fight you with something new. He just has to set up a situation that is unusual enough to get what's in you to come out of you. So you want to know how we're going we're gonna to break the wall this year? We're, we're going we're gonna to change what we put in us. Ah, glory. Say, I'm going to change what I put in. How do you stop cycles that you've been used to? Change what you put in until what you put in drowns what has been. Thy word, y'all think I'm just talking. Have I hid in my heart? Not here, but here. I'm, I, I, I love your novels. God bless your, 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 your suspense novels and your thrilling novel books that you read. But, but read the word. Put the word in you because when you do that, it's going to change the cycle of your life. All right, say this, say this. I need an unusual plan. Watch this. God had a specific plan for, for, for Joshua and the Israelites to conquer the city of Jericho. It was an unusual, unconventional plan. It didn't make no sense to them. And this is where we mess up. We think if God gives us a plan, we're going to like it and understand it. <laughs> the Lord told me, go down, stand outside the bank. That's your plan. God says, God said, you had the wrong job. Well, God, I'm getting a promotion in 2020. You see, the issue is we think that if God, if God unfolds a plan to you, you're going to like it. And number two, you're going to understand it. Joshua and Israel had no clue as to the, when God started unfolding his plan to them. Now think about this. He says this to them. You got these, these two big walls here. I want you to walk around the wall once a day for six days. What in the world does that have to do with us getting past the wall? If God would have said to them, go to the wall, lay your hand on the wall, and everybody say the name Jesus, then that would have been like, we can understand that. Because right. there's power in the name. Right? There's right? power in the name. I can get with that one, Brother Billy. He says, go and walk around the wall once for six days. Wait, wait, hold on. You, you said just walk around the wall? Walk around the wall one, once for six days. Okay. God, where the hammers? Where the chisels? Give us something more than walking. Watch this. We're used to walking. They've been walking in the wilderness the whole time. And he tells them to come out of a walking wilderness for 40 years and says, walk some more. He 
He's doing something that we don't even know. And we don't like, I'm, I'm going to give you one more because y'all can't take no more of this. Now y'all tired and ready to go to sleep. Right? He, look, look, look at what he says. He says, walk some more. He's, now, oh God. We think that God's going to give us a spectacular plan. And God gave them the most mundane plan in the world. But it's a plan of order. He says, walk around the walls once a day for six days. Just walk. We've been walking for 40 years. And he tells us, Billy, get here and walk again. What is he doing? Before you go into the promise, he wants to see if you can still be obedient. All right, I'll leave you alone. All right. And then he says, after the seventh time you walk around the wall, Walk around the seventh time, and then the priests are gonna blow trumpets. And then after the tree, the, pre, the priest blow the trumpets. Everybody starts shouting, "Yes!" It sounds crazy. It, y'all looking at me, y'all like he's crazy. They didn't understand the plan. Now watch this. They didn't understand the plan. But they followed the instruction. And in 2020, although you don't know the plan and you don't like the plan and you don't understand the plan, can you follow the Lord's instruction? After, watch this, watch this, watch this. And he says, if you follow the plan, you're going to see a victorious result. And I just, at the end of seven days, everything that God promised them said came to pass. Write down Isaiah 55 and 8. Just write it down. Isaiah 55 and 8. He says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. My ways are far behind. One translation says, far beyond anything you could ever imagine. God wants to see what's in your heart. This is what 2020 is going to be about. It's not going to be about, I, I prayed for 40 hours. It's going to be about God told you to do something and did you follow it? Trying to help us. 2020 is going to be the year that God does unusual things, but we're going to have to follow unusual plans. Without trying to wrap our minds around them and make them make sense on paper and ask 20 prophets, do you agree with what I heard? Do you like how this sounds? Because let me tell you something. Most people won't even realize it's God because they ain't talked to them. All right. Listen, he says, uh, write down Romans 8.28. He wants to know what's in your heart. God wants to know if you'll trust him no matter what. I got 10 minutes left. Let me, let me push through this. He wants to know what's in your heart. He wants to know you'll trust him no matter what. Romans 8.28 gives us the assurance. He says, and we know. We, somebody say, I already know. See, I'm not, I'm not going into 2020 blind. That's why people talk about 2020 is a year of vision. We got vision now. And we know. That's, you know what? That, that's vision. I can see what God's about to do. I, what do you know? All things are working together. For the good of those that love him or called according to his purpose. Watch this. Whatever, now, now write this down. I need supernatural wisdom. This is what you need. Especially, oh, I, let, me, let me just, let, let me offend a couple of you first before we end, end this service. Especially if you think you're really smart. Y'all quiet tonight. Look, some of you are getting offended already. I love you. 
if you really think you're extra smart, you can see through a wall, you know all things, you got it. Mm, something about that ain't right. The Holy Ghost is showing me something. Mm. You're going to need supernatural wisdom to help you to get out of problems in 2020. The way the devil's operating now and the kind of stuff he's throwing at Christians, you can't come out of stuff unless God gives you wisdom. Because if you try to figure stuff out with your mind, you're going to halfway go crazy. You're going to halfway lose it because your natural mind only knows but so much. The Bible says we know in part. Oh, but I'm not relying on the gift. He said, oh, no, let me help you with that. We prophesy. <laughs> the gift can't help you in this one. Your mind can't help you in this one. You're going to have to rely on the wisdom that comes from God. You, 2020 is not going to be the year for the fake, fake Christian. You play in church, I'm like, God know all things, and he's going to show me in his time. His time has been. His time, somebody say his time has been. The way you're going to come out in 2020 is you're going to have to wait until God gives you wisdom and pushes you into it. I don't like this season. Well, praise him until he gives you wisdom. I don't like what I'm going through. It's good. Worship him until he unlocks wisdom. Now, what's the quickest way to get wisdom? Through his word. If you hate the Bible, you're going to be stuck in 2020. I'm sorry. I'm so, I know somebody looking like this man. This man is crazy. Who is this joker? You're going to be stuck in 2020 if you hate the Bible because everything revelation comes out of wisdom and wisdom comes from the word and if you don't go to the word of God which is really Jesus you're not going to get any type of revelation or wisdom and the way you go somebody said the way I'm coming out is I need the word all right, all right. say unusual victory watch this watch this and I'm, I'm going to close with this I, I promise I'll finish this on Sunday I got, I got like three more I'm going to give you this last one and then, then we'll, uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll do this on Sunday. If you're going to see walls fall or get unusual victories this year, expect a holy experience. Expect a holy experience. Everybody shout a holy experience. Holy experience. We don't hear a whole lot about, about holiness these days. Because what most people call holiness is wearing a dress down to your toenails. A three-piece suit. No cleavage showing. And you, should, you shouldn't... Okay. That's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's, what, that's what people call holiness. But we learn from, the, we learn from, from, from this story, and I'm going to close with this, the Battle of Jericho, that holiness was essential, an essential key for them to get victory. Whatever battle you're facing tonight, if you're going to see the walls fall, it's only going to happen when you bring God into the equation. This is what holiness looks like. It's not, it's not just stop cussing, stop drinking. Stop, it's not rules. Holiness is when you involve God. And you bring him into the problem that, watch this, you might have even created. Y'all don't want to talk to me now. Y'all don't I know you're tired. Please say amen. I created that. Oh, thank you. 
If I go on the road, you come with me. I'm telling you. Hear me. A lot of us, we don't want to be honest tonight. If we could be very honest in 2020, we created a lot of the junk we were in. We didn't pray. We didn't seek God. We did it our way. And then when everything backfired, we said, the devil. The blood prevails against you, Satan. And the truth is, Satan, he, he helped. <laughs> but he didn't do it. We opened the door. Okay. In Joshua 6 and 6, let's close this. In Joshua 6 and 6, God instructs the priests. He says, after you guys are screaming and hollering at the walls, he instructs the priests in verse number 6 to carry the holy ark of the covenant as they walked alongside of the soldiers. Think about this. Priests and soldiers. Fighters and preachers. Fighters and preachers are walking side by side. After the fighters do their part and walk around and howl at the wall, he said the priests were supposed to walk around with the Ark of the Covenant, which was nothing more than a box, a wooden box that housed the stone tablets of the covenant. It also had Aaron's rod and it had a gold jar filled with manna. Small stuff to us, but it represented the very presence of God. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know everybody these days is, is self-helping it. And everybody these days is, is I'm going to call my mama. Everybody these days, I'm going to see if I can make this work. and Let's make it last. Come on, everybody keep sweating and everything else. But let me help you with this. If you're going to see a problem change. If you're going to see stuff flip over for you. You got to do much more than cry about it. You're going to have to do more than just argue about it. The work you're going to have to put into it is not, I'm going to punch you in your mouth, you're going to hit me back, and we're going to see who wins and prevails at the end. It's not even about the verbal confrontations. The way you're going to see anything change in 2020 is, you're going to need the very presence of God to show up in it. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but let me help you correct something about 2019. You didn't see as many victories as you should have seen because the presence of God was absent. Oh, but somebody say, somebody say, I'm moving into unusual means now. I'm moving into, I'm moving into a different place now. I realize the error of my ways. And I realize that, that working 85 hours ain't going to do it for me. I can work 85 hours or, and be tired or just work 15 hours with the presence of God and the Lord fight the battle for me. There's a few of us in the room tonight that we're saying, God, I got to see something different in 2020. And the way you're going to see something different in 2020 is you're going to have to recommit your heart to God. You're going to have to recommit your way to him. You're going to have to tell God, I need your spirit to come into this.
this thing with me. And while the Israelites were simply walking around, they're walking around the walls of Jericho. They brought the Lord with them into the center of a problem that they couldn't face. And there's a few of us, let me holler for five minutes. There's a few of us in the room. We're looking at stuff. Credit is crazy. Money is low. Children are acting off. Everything is going haywire. But you're going into a new year. And God said, let me change it for you. Just bring me into the equation. And the Israelites, well, the Israelites were up against a fortified, double-walled city. And on their own, they didn't stand a chance. But somebody said, with God, all things are possible. I got to do more than just believe. I got to believe enough to bring him in to what I'm going through. I'm not by myself. I'm single. But somebody said, I'm not by myself. My parents may have died, but I'm not by myself. I might not have nobody to call, but somebody said, I have help from on high. His name is Jesus. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Watch, watch. If you're gonna see walls fall, you're gonna have to be willing to pull God into the problem until the problem has to bow down to him. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I've seen enough problems this year and I've experienced enough of his power. His power can overcome your problem. Say yes. His power can bend the problem until the problem has to say Jesus is Lord. The Bible said every knee and every tongue must confess death, poverty, low self-esteem, family issues is going to have to bow down to the name of Jesus. Say hallelujah. Stand on your feet, stand on your feet. This has to be the year. This has to be the year that the way you confront an issue, we'll, we'll finish this on Sunday, the way you confront an issue is not by looking at it, but keep your eyes on Jesus, the author, finisher of, somebody said, my faith. All I wanna know is, I see the problem, I see the debt, I see what y'all saying. Y'all say, if I don't pay this this month, I won't get evicted. I hear what you're saying. Can I have time? I just pray about this. What you gonna do? I, I, I'm not gonna give you the answer right now. Give me two days. Give me a minute, why? I ain't gonna tell you this, but I, I need a moment to pull him into this. Oh. I'm not gonna make a hasty decision because you need an answer right now. I'd rather just say, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'd rather say, I don't, I, don't want, I don't have anything to say. What are we going to do now? I don't know, but give me a couple of days. Give me a few hours. Why? I want to pull him into this because his plan is going to be an unusual supernatural one. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but have you, has anybody here ever experienced God tell you to do something that you didn't even think about? Like you in debt, God say, God say, make a phone call to so and so, and tell them you're praying for them. God, 
never make no sense. She ain't got no money. Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't, anybody ever thought like that? Like, why are you going to tell me to call this person? They got nothing to give me. Last time I talked to her, she was asking me for money. Watch, still owe me money, right? Look at the plan of God. God will tell you, call Sister Ada Washington and tell her, the Lord, the Lord told me to call you, sis, and tell you to keep the faith. All is well. Let me pray with your father. Jesus, you pray with her. Hand out the phone. Ada calls Brother Washington, her husband. Baby, that's got an unusual call from Sister, Sister Clementine. Sister Clementine called me and I was going through and she just encouraged me. Now, Brother Washington calls one of his friends. And look, I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to do something with Sister Clementine. Do you have, um, you know, I got them stocks and bonds that I, I want to cash out on. How, how, how much can I get out of this? Oh, you can take around about 25000 now. All right, give me 20 of it and send five of it to me and I'm going to give you an address of where to send the other 22. Mr. Clementine goes to her mailbox. Lord, I love you. Just seemed like all hell's broken loose and they told me I got to be out in 24 hours if I don't get them $5,000. She goes to her mailbox and says, oh, in the name of Jesus. Right Tell me. Oh, my God. My glasses it might not be right. Hey, glory. And watch this. Because she was obedient enough to follow the plan. The wife was asking her for money because her husband was stingy. So she, by, her, by all means, she ain't got no money for me. But when you follow the plan and pull God into it, he will, he will give you an unusual instruction. The unusual instruction will unlock business for you. It'll unlock money for you. It'll unlock favor for you. Look, it's, it's like this. I'm, go, I'm going into the bank today to try to figure out uh, I'm going to get a loan. I say, oh, I got, I, got, I got the perfect person for you. Give me one second. I got to do something. Get on your phone. Act like you're talking. You ain't talking to nobody. I'm like, Lord Jesus, who should I go with in this bank? I want to pull you into this with me because I need unusual favor. Who do I go with? Oh, the lady in the red. Okay. Um, is she available? I, I really feel I feel like I'm supposed to go. Well, she only handles commercial loans. I got some commercial I want to talk to her about. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all missed it. I got, I got, I got some commercial I want to talk to her about. Get in that room and say, listen, I've been praying. The Lord told me to come to you. Y'all see? Y'all don't want to do that because see, because now you got to be vulnerable because I might not have heard God. Since the Lord told me to come to you, what you don't know is that the lady in the red was praying this morning, Lord, I have the power to say yes to alone. Put somebody in front of me today who I can be a blessing to. Her pastor's preaching to her, what you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. Sunday, Monday morning, she prayed, God, send me the right person in front of me that I can show favor and kindness to. You over here praying, who should I go to, the lady in the red? You go in there with the lady in the red, and God gives you the loan you were coming in there for. Watch this. It has everything to do with the unusual means and pulling God. Somebody's like, I got to pull him into this. All right, lift your hands. We're going to pray.